You're listening to the Manifest Massively podcast with Nicole Renee Ray. Hey, friend, before we get started in this episode, I just wanted to let you know how you can work with me for the rest of 2023. I just opened up new one-on-one coaching spots. So if you are looking to start your soul-led business or activate and reinvent your current soul-led business, this would be a great way for you to do that because you and I would be diving in together, taking a look at your foundation creating action steps and accountability, and just really infusing new life into your business. We can also work on your life. Is there an area that you just really need support around right now? You can hire me for one-on-one coaching as part of your support system. I would be more than happy to have you. In the show notes, there is a link for the application. And don't forget, I just created a brand new free money manifestation workshop. That link is in the show notes as well. And with that, we'll get started in this episode. Welcome to this episode of the Manifest Massively podcast. I have with me the beautiful Hera Z. I have the privilege of calling her my friend, but she is also a sales and messaging expert and a business strategist. Kara and I met online. She became, gosh, one of like these instant connections online. It was such a boost. If you run a business and if you work from home, you know that it can get a little bit lonely. So connections like these are just so profound and powerful. And so I wanted to create this episode today, bring her on, and we're going to be talking about manifestation in business, mindset, and whatever else flows. Because as Hera was just saying before we hit record, I flow. We're just going to let flow through what needs to flow through. But if you're thinking about starting a business or you already have one, I know this episode and this conversation is going to be super valuable to you. Welcome, Hera, to the podcast. Honey, my babe. I love you so much. Remember I saw you, what was it, two days ago? And there was a picture of you and I'm like, can we have a date night? Like, I want us to have our own date night in person. Yes. Oh my gosh. And you're making me, you're making me think of when we did meet, it was, it was instant high vibe. I love you. Like that can't stay in my life forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you the universe. Oh my gosh. For this connection and for when those connections happen. Yes. So true. Grat- gratitude. Thanks for sure. Good point. Good point. I like it. I like the vibe. So tell us a little bit about you and your journey. You can start wherever. You can start with right now. You can start from the beginning. I know a little bit of your story. Let's give our listeners a little bit of a taste of what they're in for. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I'm glad you said right now or whenever, because I, I do consider myself like an internet grandma. 2005 was when I first started building online. I was selling advertising space on a website that my friend was designing. I was living in Granada, Spain as a study abroad director, right? So here I am living the life. This job was so free, so incredible. I had these college students that were, I mean, they were just so easy (laughs) to, to manage. There was nothing to manage, really. And one of my friends in Spain was building websites. And I was like, I have a great idea. Why don't we sell space on it right so my my brain is very geared towards sales 
And I think I view sales very differently than most people do. I mean, I view it as a true service and that's kind of a cliche word to use with it because we've heard it all before, but I go way deeper than that. But that was my first like taste of internet money and laptop. Well, I didn't have a laptop at the time, right? Or maybe I did. It was like big and chunky, but it was like laptop life. Like here you are living in Spain and no schedule, total freedom, making money off of the internet. It was dope. So that that was my first taste. And then I'll fast forward you to where I'm at now. And then maybe that's what we kind of dig into, right? And what serves the listeners today the most? Because I think you and I both trust whatever comes through is meant for them. Absolutely. So I trust that it'll come through and it's for, for you all listening. But fast forwarding to, right, 2005, 2010, 2012, 2013, 2015, 2017 were pivotal moments where my business and even like what I did online had shifted and transformed. So I feel like a cat with however many lives cats have. I've been in, I've been so many different things on the internet. And the most recent, as of however many months ago, I sold my partnership of the agency, the marketing agency that I had. So where this has, where this kind of serves everybody who's listening is just to know, number one, like if, if you have this passion for what it is that you're doing, just know that you can shift and evolve and just constantly be stepping into a new version of you. Like it's just always going to happen. And sometimes you will find yourself at those points, which I think is just about when the universe allowed you to enter my life, was a complete metamorphosis transition for me of OMG. Now you are the ultimate solopreneur, Hera. And yes, you have a team. I still have a team that helps me with things, right? What solopreneur is really, really solo? Maybe there are. I'm sure there are so many people in the world. But that put me at a crossroads of, well, who the fudge am I now? <laughs> like, wait, what do I want to be? What do I want to do? How do I want to show up? And it, it required me to get really honest about what I was available for and what I wasn't and what I wanted to create. So you want to talk about like manifesting? <laughs> we are in full-blown manifestation mode. So that's where I'm at right now. I think the skill set of sales and, you know, messaging, I think is a huge piece when you want to sell something. I mean, how do you do that? Right. So sales and messaging has kind of been what's carried through for that decade plus. And that's where we're at now today on this podcast. I'm doing lots of things. <laughs> a lot for good things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the things I wanted to say from what you said is I think in business in general, talking about mindset is sales is where a lot of people can get tripped up, right? Putting yourself out there, putting an offer out there, asking for money, asking for the sale. I think it stops a lot of people, especially when you feel like you're like in the online world and you're sort of just like putting it out there. And it can feel really confronting. Like all of that stuff comes up. And I know that you know, but I'm going to say this. That is like the moment. That is like the space where transformation and change and healing can happen, right? Like when you actually bump up against that and face that. So what have you seen, heard, or what do you have to say about that sales mindset? Like becoming someone who really sees, because I've heard that before, sales is service. Yeah. But there's like this 
general view of mm-hmm. sales in the world that mm-hmm. is diminishing, right? Maybe a lot diminishing. Yeah. So what I feel really compelled to kind of respond to with what you just said is if we re- rewire what sales means, right? Because even if anybody's listening to this now and like, oh my God, this is going to be a sales conversation. Well, that means that there's like some little T trauma going on. So what if we were today to just rewire what sales means to you and what happens if your sales process becomes like a healing process and you get to undo every ick, every like thing that has ever bothered you or triggered you or made you feel awkward or weird about asking for money or getting paid to be you and do what you have been put on this planet to do. What happens if we start doing sales in that way? Because sales should be healing. It should be giving the other person a shift in awareness. They should have a transformation without a a monetary exchange actually happening. And let me go back. Instead of saying transformation, I'm going to say again, the shift. So your sales process should deepen the relationship with them and help shift them just a little bit closer to their own transformation. You can't convince people. You're not a, you're not a, I'm going to say, right? If we know archetypes, there's that prostitute archetype, right? So I'm going to say like, you're not a hooker, no shade, but that's, it's the prostitute archetype. It's like, you have to sell yourself. No, we're not selling ourselves here. So rewiring what that even means would be massive for people growing their business. And two things, don't you think that that also requires being deeply connected to the value that you have to offer no matter what it is? Like whether you're a massage therapist or an esthetician or whether you are selling a coaching service or an intuitive reading, like you've got to connect to the value of that. Yeah, 100%. And I, we were talking about this just before, right? That I have the overarching belief that business is a spiritual practice and it's a spiritual game. And you use the word that I love so much, which is confronting, right? So as if we are to evolve as humans, we're going to have a vehicle and business can be one of those vehicles. And you will be confronted with things. You will be, I don't want to say forced, but faced with, right? Not forced, nobody's going to force you, but you, you will be faced with, what does this say about me? How do I want to handle this? And how do I feel about my worth, you know, and the value that I give? And how excited am I about the offers that I'm putting out there? I think that's, that's key is for you to be tuned into, right, your heart, your soul of what you are excited about and are also giving to others. Big time. Self-awareness, self-value, 100%. I always say that I view manifestation as the perfect pathway to personal growth because anytime you go to go for something, go to create something and you walk that path, like for lack of better graceful ways to say this, your shit comes up, you know, like you are faced with what is in the way, what doesn't work about you, what doesn't work about your thought process, like what doesn't work, what is in direct opposition to this thing that you desire is exactly what becomes and I really see that in the business process as well. Yeah. But as you, you're, yeah, generating what you want in your business, that whatever's in the way is what's going to be seen. Yeah. And you used 
the word desire and creation. And I think it's so interesting because they are like manifesting. And I view business as creation. Like it's, I use the word work. But when I catch myself, it's like, this isn't work. This is creation. And I think it's really cool too, especially when it comes to manifestation, right? Creating things in whatever vehicle you want. If we're going to focus on business as that vehicle and what you're creating and manifesting in business, I mean, they totally go hand in hand. Focusing on like just knowing that your desires are meant to be created. So tuning into what is it that I truly want? And Nicole, there are some days where I want, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to do anything. And I allow myself to do that because I know that sometimes is the, the, re, the charge that I need to go on and create authentically in alignment with, with the true desire of what is going to allow the creation to kind of like just take over. Mm-hmm. I mean, is, if you're the manifestation expert, but I feel like from what I've learned from you and what I just heard you say even is that's like manifesting 101 like desire and creation, right? Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. And how I'm connecting that to the business and just from this conversation, I recently heard the term internalized capitalism and I had to ask like, what does that mean? And in, in, in our capitalist society, it's like profit over everything else. Even if we're tired, even if we're sick, even if, you know what I mean? We're, we're burnt out. And I feel like inside of this sort of new business model that's arising, we're actually making room for, no, I can actually create this in a way that's in alignment with me. I can, I can prioritize my physical health. I can prioritize my mental health. I can prioritize my spiritual world and not necessarily be a slave to this thing that I'm creating or a slave to the dollars that have to come in. And that there actually can be some balance and some wholeness in the process. Like a business can actually be something that is enjoyable to run and that that is possible. It doesn't have to be like grinding yourself into the ground. 100%. And I I don't have my own biological children, but I view, I have two stepchildren and the way I even work with them is write that word balance. And you said it before we even got on this podcast. It's like, here's the current state that I'm at and this is what I'm focusing on. You put some attention there and then you kind of shift over to what else needs attention. I think business, life, family, relationships, manifestation, all of this stuff, they are tools for evolution. And what when you said, right, profit over everything. I want us to embrace profit 1000% because as as much of a spiritual, flowy, like go with the flow individual, I, I want profit. Oh, yes. I want my clients to have profit and we're in business for profit. Like years ago, I wanted to start a not for profit. And my accountant said to me, do you want money? Well, then you start a business. Would you want a nonprofit? Then nonprofit, like the definition is clear. Game-changing thought here, right? We can serve people and connect with people and do good for people and have profit. I don't believe it has to be either or. Like I hear a lot of these phrases like people over profit. And it's like, how about both? Like that's probably key in, in manifesting and creating too is I can have both. 
So I've decided and I've chosen, I get to have both. I get to have people and profit. I get to love on them both equally, right? Because it's like, would you like, would you like your right hand or your left hand better? Your right leg or your left leg? Oh, I like them both. I want to keep them both. So we can have both. So I don't believe in people over profit. I believe, and you didn't say that either. Uh, it's just something I hear out there quite a bit. I believe we can have both. And one of the ways that I have combat that or like not allowed it to bother me is that I do not view business as linear, straight to the top, going up, 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 up. When I was in this shift of selling off my share of, of my agency and freeing up so much space, the thing that changed me the most was one, paying attention to my menstrual cycles. So keyword there is cycle, right? Not linear, cyclical. And the other one was because I needed so much, I needed grounding. I think you know this. I joined farming school last year with like Rutgers University. I went through the first phase of being like a farmer. And I got this master gardener certification with the university here in New Jersey. I'm in New Jersey. Anybody else? Hello. <laughs> so... That being so connected to nature multiple times a week and actually watching how nature effortlessly and seamlessly has its cycles and grows, I was like, I want my business to run like nature. I, I feel like I'm a plant or a tree. I don't view myself as any different. So just as there are seasons and my body clearly has them, my business will have those seasons as well. And I fear not because it always comes back around. Just like the sun, right? Or well, the sun doesn't rise and set. We're rotating around it. But that's one thing I can be very certain of is that it's just it's just a constant cycle, never ending. Where's the rush? I'm not trying to shoot to the top. I'm just in love. Just flowing. Like I'm just Oh, no, that's just not a thing, but I think that is so important what you said. And one of the things that I find, especially when working with people on money manifestation, is usually when there's a stagnation or a stop, if we react to that and go into fear and stress out, then we can further that that stuckness. Mm -hmm. If instead we recognize exactly what you said, that there is a cycle, there is a flow, money can ebb and flow just like the ocean ebbs and flows. Yeah. As women, we have cycles. It, it means, there, yeah, it's indicative everywhere. And so, yeah, if it's in nature, then why wouldn't it be in your business? If it's in nature, why wouldn't it be in your flow of money? And I think when we embrace that and we go with the flow, that's really what I hear you saying that there's like this, and I don't know that it's new or not. Maybe just people are becoming more aware and willing to be aware of of how do we integrate these this the power of natural forces into what it is that we're trying to create. Hmm. I, we got brought to our knees in 2020. You this when 2020 happened, I remember looking at my husband. So it was March of 2020 that they were like, whoa, lockdown. And I was scared. I was very scared. It was very uncomfortable shopping for my groceries and going out in public. I masked up. I gloved up. I panicked. I'm not ashamed to say that either. That was my reaction. It was what it was. But once we hit into April, and thinking that we would go back, I remember saying to him, I don't ever want to go back to the, to the real world. 
we've slowed down and we've seen things and been in tune with things where everybody was walking. Everybody was outside. People were spending time together. People really got, again, brought to their knees and stripped down of what is really important here. And it, for me, at a minimum, and I do think for many, I'm not saying all, because I would never be, never be that polarizing. That feels pretty polarizing and bold. I think many of us just realized like, wow, we are connected to this planet that we're on. We are co-creators. And maybe there are more important things than profit, 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 work, hustle. We're, we are different. We are different. And I view that you know, 2020 and the couple of years that we were in it is like a, honestly, a gift, a challenging gift with lots of sadness as well as joy, but a gift overall. For sure. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. It's an opportunity for that deeper evolution. Yeah. I just keep, we don't need to open this up into astrology. I'm sure there are people who love astrology <laughs> that listen to this, but I was like, yeah, that was that Saturn-Pluto conjunction that happened. Yes. Off. Yeah. <laughs> So yes. wild. Yeah. Astrology next, next time, I know. next episode. I'm sure. They get to that, right? Oh my gosh. Okay. Pause and pause the excitement. And it's so, you know, I get excited. What would you say to two people? There's two people that I'm thinking of right now. What would you say to the person who is in their business? Maybe they've just started it. Maybe they're a year in and they are struggling and they are. Uh, not feeling the flow, not making sales. I'm trying to think of something more specific, but yeah, you know, I'm sure you've been there. Things dip. I'm sure you've seen clients go through it. Yeah. What would you, what would you say to them in all of your in all of my all of your <laughs> glory? <laughs> I was going to say in all of my debauchery, but I don't know the specific definition of debauchery or if I'm pronouncing it correctly. So we'll. It is a fun word. Well, we'll tune in and tap into that person who's they're a year in. They don't feel like it's flowing. Oops. I would tell them to pause, number one, and like either go play, go, go have a dance party, go color. I love coloring. That was huge for me when I was shifting out of like agency mode into hera mode, right? Next level. Take just a moment and trust that no nothing terrible will happen, but just take a break. And I would ask, you know, are you really truly lit up by the things that you are offering? That would be number one. Are, are you lit up? Like, are you excited about it? And then number two, where the, that would be the energetics, where the strategy comes in and the marketing and the business comes in, I would say how lit up and connected and in tune are you with the humans that you want to make these offers to? So even now, look, if you just watched before I even answered this, I really said first year person not happy with their business. Like I really tapped into them. And I, sometimes I think people miss that in business where they think it's just about, let me put my offers out there. This is the greatest idea ever. Oh my God, you know, creator economy. I can sell my courses. I can, yes, all these things are possible, especially after 2020. So many people jumped in. Amazing. I love it. It's like the new way. You got to be tapped into also the people that you're serving. And if you want me to drop like a little sales and marketing knowledge, I'll give you like, it's just like you could have your PhD in just this one subject. The people that you want to serve are in a current reality 
that is not as ideal as their future reality could be with you. And these are my key words for recognizing where that person is at without saying pain points. Like 2017, we should have been done when trying to market to pain points and dig in knives and like stab and twist. We don't do that anymore. We just get very tapped in and tuned in and turned on by. Oh, yes. Turned on is like my new thing. Like I just... I'm having a lot of like relating a lot of business stuff to sex and like, well, that turns me on. So like, what about this in my business could turn me on? Like it's, it feels very sexy is a good word for me to not go too like (laughs) deep into it, but just being really turned on by what you're offering and then tuned into this is what they're currently experiencing. And maybe they love it. Maybe they don't. Maybe they have like no idea of how good it could be. So let's start marketing to the good, to the future reality. And instead of listing pain points, what happens if we start to paint the picture of what life could be? And then even in our sales process, we're, de- we're not trying to convince them. We're educating them and empowering them to make, like, I don't want to use the word aligned decisions, but I want it to be their own sovereign decision. If somebody purchases from me, I want to know that they are self-led. I want to know that they are sovereign because they're going to be the best type of person for me to have in my world. 1,000%. So that's Yeah, but I also hear is along that journey, rather than it being like you trying to sell, you actually just get to be expressed about what you're lit up about. You get to be educated about what you're excited about. So you're sharing that energy, you're sharing that love, you're sharing that inspiration. And then it gets to be a source of your self-expression versus like a vehicle to force an outcome. Yeah. I love you. So I call sales a lot of things. Two things that I don't call them are like shady or shitty or slimy. Well, those are three things. So sales to me is not shady, not shitty, not slimy. You just said the word sharing. So I start with the cliche, sales is service, sales is support. Because I had one girl tell me once, she's like, I am not a servant. I will not serve people. I will support them. And I was like, okay, whatever you want to make the words mean, (laughs) you know, it's like, well, say support then. Fine. Sales is support. Sales is sharing. Sales is building community. This was in my last reel that I made where I was like, rewire what you think about sales. And when you said sharing what you're lit up about, that emotion transfers through the screen, the email, the sales page, the conversations, the supermarket, when you meet people in person, it's sales is sharing what you're excited about, you know, 100 shifting their awareness. I mean, we can, we can go on, but I love it. Yeah. Very good observation there. I like that. Thank you. So I want to speak to another person and that's the person who's thinking about starting a business. They see this opportunity. They've, maybe they've seen others do it. They have maybe some ideas, but they're scared. They haven't taken any action. Maybe they're in a little bit of freeze. What would you yeah. say to that person? So I was this person in 2012. So, and again, watch how I'm tapping in to that human. And I can relate to this individual so much because in 2012, I was a teacher and I love teaching. I did not like the four walls that I taught in. 
with the rules and all of that. So maybe the listeners right now can relate, right? Or the viewers, if we're on YouTube, what up, YouTube? <laughs> if, if you're in that position where it's like, I see the potential for, for what's possible because it is. Like the way jobs and careers are going to shift Wait to even see what's happening with AI next week. Oh my gosh. I don't want to date us, but like if you're listening to this now in the future, like look into AI and what's occurring and what is possible. But anyways, the way that our careers and our livelihoods are shifting and what we really truly can create is kind of like stuff out of thin air. You have, let's say you have a job. It's secure. It's stable. It's safe. It's very good for the nervous system in that security, right? But you feel this pull to do more, to express more, to want more. Whether this is like popular belief or not, anything I always say really should be used as like a mirror for you to reflect your own truth. So if I give the advice of, I personally think it's wisest to test your business, side hustle, your idea before you quit, that those are just my two cents because there are also exceptions to the rule of where you want to know what somebody just all in ready to go I have a fire I'm betting on myself I don't care what I have to do I'm out because this is toxic this is not for me I can't take it one more moment and I'm gonna do this we've got two so many sides of the spectrum right so for my instance I had um take I took a massive pay cut but I tested out my business and built my business while I was still teaching. And when I hit right around like $27,000 a year with my business that I was building, I was making like 67 as a teacher, which in South Florida is unheard of. And I was at one of the best schools ever. So people think that I was nuts to quit. Like I had celebrities, children and stuff. And a very amazing school. Loved it. Just I don't like rules. So I knew I needed to be an entrepreneur. I'm sure people can relate to this. I had that safety. And once I hit $27,000, I said, okay, if I leave teaching, I will be able to focus this, focus on this full time. So I'll finish out the school year. And then next year I will focus on this full time. And if I need to supplement, fuck it, I will wait tables if I have to. So that was my mindset was, how can I create the sense of financial safety and security, but still honor my vision and my next move? And that just feels really safe and also wise for me. So that's the advice that you'll get from me is how can I create that sense of financial security yet also honor my vision? Do you like when you were doing that, you were able to hold the identity of both? Because I do feel like sometimes we were just talking about identity shifting, right? So I was like right there to ask because it's like you have to be the identity of your new entrepreneurial self yeah idol, you were also still working the job and being a teacher yeah this is such a good question like you've got the interview skills in my opinion <laughs> this is such a good question because it's 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 next level thinking for like when i was in it i i didn't care but i was able to switch where it's like okay priority right now i have children in front of me what do they need to do period number one and we had however many periods a day eight periods a day lunch break, teacher's planning period. I compartmentalized, if that's how we say it properly, right? So it was like, what's in front of me now? Children. Focus on the children. Bell rings. Check your phone. Answer messages. Send out an email. Do what you got to do. Oh, kids are here again. Let's roll. 
So I switched a lot back and forth. I used every waking moment that I was not in front of my students or having teacher responsibilities to be building my business. The excitement alone, I, I don't know how I was running off of four hours sleep. Like I would work to the very end and I'm okay with it because my body could handle it. I was, I was on fire. There was a fire lit under me that I could do it until there wasn't. Right. So I do think you'll get to that point where like, we need to slow down a little bit. This is not sustainable. But I had such a fire in me that it was from the second I wake up, like I used to wake up five o'clock in the morning before my alarm would go work on your business. Here's where I think there was a question of like integrity, right? Is as more of my, I was building an online health coaching business. So as more of my health coaching started seeping into and taking over my teacher part, other people did notice. And one teacher did say to me, too, it's funny. It's like you have a second life and you just come in here and plug in and plug out. And I used that as a sign that I needed to probably be in integrity and leave and not spend another year. And I'm not judging. Everybody's situation is going to be different. But for me, I just I couldn't even take it anymore to be there. So I was like, finish up the school year because that's your commitment. And you don't have to come back another year because one, you couldn't take it for another year. You just wouldn't be able to. And people are really starting to notice that I'm not completely passionate and plugged in to my career, which was not the basis of my decision. I would never make, I don't ever want any of us to make decisions based on judgments of other people like pass, 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 pass. What I would smash would be honoring my vision with financial financial security, right? That would be a smash. <laughs> so valuable. I was on, on a call with a client like yesterday or the day before, and we were literally having this conversation about whether or not she should have a job while she's doing this. And I think it's something that people struggle with, but I love the way you, you know, I totally believe that honoring your nervous system and having your bills paid and, you know, having that part of you taken care of so that you're not starving your business to try to meet those needs, right? Because mm -hmm. there's not a lot of room for that flow and the, those cycles that we were talking about earlier. But I love how you paid attention to when it was time. Because I think sometimes yeah. people can also hold on to their jobs for longer than necessary. And the job yeah. can actually start to hold them back from what's possible in their business. And I love how you had that moment of clarity of like, okay, it's probably, if it's not right now, the second, it's probably soon. Because who you're now becoming and that identity has become so much stronger that now it becomes like an out integrity for who you are, right? Not right. just... Yeah, I think that's so crucial to pay attention to. It it is, and I, I you know I'll tell you that's that's why, as a business owner and just a I mean a human, even before I was in business, I was paying a therapist. But at this point, I pay people like you to hold that mirror up to help me reflect and to see those things because knowing that right, like that's a lesson that you will, I pay attention to where I'm at X Y Z. And I, this is time for me to let this go. That is a lesson that will carry over and evolve into a different type of quote unquote problem. Because what I 
just got like a hit of when you said that was like, when to let go of your job? And it's like, yeah, and sometimes you're going to want to know when to let go of a client Mm -hmm. or an account or, you know, an offer, like the offer or an offer anymore. Exactly. So this whole idea of whether it's manifestation or business, like I am here as a spiritual being having a spiritual experience. I'm a three, five generator. So my motto is fuck around and find out. It's like, that's what we're here to do. We're here to find out what works for us. And it really is a reflective, iterative process. And I think that's where there is so much value in having, I I say it's a mirror, right? And I call it the spinach in your teeth theory. If you have spinach in your teeth, how are you going to get it out? Like you can sit there and be like, oh, okay, I think I have it. But you're either going to look in a mirror or you're going to have a friend who loves you and is not like embarrassed to tell you, say, it's right there. Yes, you got it out. It's good. That's where I think having, it's it's a mirror, some type of reflective process, no matter what you do, business, life, all of it, reflection. I love it. And that's really the manifestation process, right? Because on your journey, whatever that vision is, whatever that goal is, you are moving towards it. And you're going to have many of those moments, many of those. Yeah, it's just part of it, right? And I think we embrace those as growth opportunities and as as opportunities, like in your case, of continuously staying true to self whatever that new, whatever that self you are in that moment, right? Like whatever iteration of your expression, you are staying true to that and straight staying true to the path. Yeah. That's what's coming up for me then. Good. Okay. So last question. So I, I observe a lot of people having mindset stuff go on around business. Doubts. Is it going to work? Is it going to like all of that, right? That, that they can really bog them down. And as we know, Mindset is crucial with manifestation. It's not to say that your manifestation can't come to fruition if you have a doubt, doubtful thought about it, but definitely who you're being when your mind is clear and when you are, like you say, lit up, right, and turned on is going to be way more attractive and way more flowy than if we are ruminating on doubts and fears and worries. So (laughs) have you experienced that in your past and what have you done to move through that? Yeah, and I... I'm going to trust <clears throat> that this is related. <clears throat> you hear the, the voice goes, right? And I'm going to trust that this is meant for somebody who's hearing this. Because as you say, those shadows of like the doubts and the fears, what I feel compelled to say and what just, it'll always come to my right side. It's like the intuition I have is auditory and it always comes right here to the right. And I heard talk about shame. And shame as like shame and guilt are two energies that are like very dense and very repelling. And what I would encourage people to do and what I did, and it was a game changer for me, and I know that I will do it for the rest of my life. Again, as a reflective tool or having somebody, right, like you mirroring back Where are my doubts? Where are my fears? But how about like, what am I really embarrassed to like be or say or do? And that's where a little bit of shame comes in. And if we are having any type of shame, and I wonder if it ties into like that imposter syndrome that everybody talks about. I haven't explored it too much, 
But the word that I heard was shame. If we, if we are feeling shame about anything, it is going to be a giant wall of like cock block nation to anything that you want to create, receive, manifest, attract. Where are you feeling like you are, you're not enough? That is embarrassing. I can't let people see that side of me. Whoa. That's huge because that's going to show up not in your content. That's going to show up in your sales. That's going to show up everywhere when it comes to business. And I don't think anybody would ever relate the two. I don't think they would. Shame, you know? So where, where, what are the parts of me that I'm trying to hide? And I'm not saying, I am not saying bust out your phone and go live about it all. I'm not saying that. Work through it first in a safe space for your nervous system and your soul. And when you're ready, maybe you feel inclined to bust out your camera and go live, or maybe you don't and you just work through it and you just show up and appear and act and feel as a different human being. And so, yeah, that just came loud and clear. Like, talk about shame. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think it's huge. And nine times out of 10, if we have negative recurring thoughts, there is something going on underneath the surface. There probably is an emotional shame or guilt or something that we haven't fully faced. So yeah, that's super, super powerful. So if the beautiful people want to come find you and work with you, where can they find you? Instagram. As, As much as I have this absolute love slash I want to pinch you relationship with social media. I'm on Instagram all the time. If not, I am on Facebook, but probably more to like talk to talk to my friends in the messenger. Yeah. But my in, yeah, my Instagram is Herazee, H-E-R-A-Z-E-E. It'll I'm sure the link will be down there. And I'm always posting something that I I really feel is meant for the people that I do want to work with to again shift them take take you to a next level just consuming my content or seeing what I post in stories. I love it. I love getting your emails too. So is there a way something to get on your email list? Because your emails are like the best. Yeah. If currently right now, I mean, by the time this airs, it will probably be different. But the link in my bio, you'll see my bio is was part of me releasing any of that shame where I was like, you want to know what? I'm here on Instagram for two reasons. One, self-expression and through that self-expression of who I am becoming, right? That identity, the new identity that I'm stepping into and she feels like delicious and she's hot. Oh my God, she's so hot. <laughs> and I'm the, the, through that self-expression, I'm connecting and relating to people. And then the other reason I'm on social media is to promote my shit because my shit is what's going to transform you. My shit is what's going to give you the shifts. So if whether there's an offer in there or there's the link where you can take a a quiz to find out are there missing pieces, what's your next move, or maybe an application. If there's no way for you to automatically get into my email list, just send me a DM. I'll get you on. Thanks. I'm glad you like my emails. I think they're cool. No, they are. They're really, really good. Thank you. Well, thank you so much, you guys. If you are starting a business in a business, go follow Hera. She's got some amazing stuff for you. And also let me know how you love this episode. Do you have any questions? Send her an IDM and we'll see you in the next one.